Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. As always, I'm your host, Jessica Carter Ogle, and he's just Steven. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> and with me, as always, is my co host <laughs> and husband, Steven Ogle. Hey. Hey, everybody. How are we hey. doing? We're the, the Fonz. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Just, just what came to mind. Cool. Off to a great start. Yeah, a wonderful start. Um, so that's a holdover from last week's Barbenheimer episode. Yes. If you didn't uh, know that joke, folks, uh, we watched Barbenheimer last week. Yeah. Um, listen to our episode after you watch the movies. Yes. So. Yes, for sure. Very spoilerific. Yeah. And I feel like there were things that we, like, we actually, like, talked and took down notes of what we wanted to say. And there were still things I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't talk about the actual theater experience of the difference in audiences. Uh, one being that in Barbie, I had girls next to me texting and talking the entire time. Yeah, that Barbie I, was that I wanted to backhand. I was so pissed. Barbie was filled with trash. Yeah. Trash in the theater. Oppenheimer, on the other hand, uh, nobody said a word. You could hear a pin drop in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Nobody said a word. Granted, Barbie was like after work and Oppenheimer was a Sunday morning. And I'm thinking I'm liking the Sunday morning movie thing as a better option. However, we went when we went to see the Meg 2, we, we experienced douchebags as well at the Meg 2 because we had people that were talking and on their phones the entire time. At least next to me, I could hear them. Oh, so, I don't even, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But that was the 11 o'clock showing. We need the 10 o'clock showing because that gives you the dollar popcorn. I've always said that we should go to a 9 o'clock showing because there's no kids at a 9 o'clock showing. Do you mean and generally, post-meridian? PM? Yes. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> 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 and folks, that's what's like. That's what it's like to be in a relationship with Jess. She says things like what she just said that sound <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I do not think so, my friend. <laughs> but I'll give you 10 a.m. on Sunday. I liked that. And the popcorn's a dollar. The popcorn was we a dollar. We had like a free ticket when we saw Oppenheimer. I think we paid eight seventy five. Yeah. For like the or seven seventy five for the whole thing. Two yeah. tickets to a blockbuster film and popcorn. So. And popcorn, yes. Anyway. Oh, also, I wanted to mention the amazing voiceover of Helen Mirren in Barbenheimer, which isn't really a spoiler. In Barbenheimer, you mean Barbie? <laughs> oh, my golly. Barbie. <laughs> um, so that was amazing. Yeah, Helen Mirren's great. The dame. So, the dame, as she's called. Anyway, other than that, what else is new? Uh, this week, this week we went to Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a concert Thursday evening, so we are in the Plymouth area. Um, which is about 20 minutes outside of Detroit. And then a couple hours further from us is Grand Rapids. So the concert was at Frederick Meyer Sculpture Garden, which we didn't get a chance to check out. I have before, if anyone's ever in the Grand Rapids area, it's an amazing place. It's very cool sculptures and the gardens and everything. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, but they have apparently an outdoor venue where they do concerts. I didn't know that. Yeah, the venue is pretty sweet. Um, it's a smaller version of Freedom Hill, like much smaller, yeah. but still really cool. Kind of more like Meadowbrook, I guess, outdoor. Yeah, Meadowbrook, I think Meadowbrook has more people. They have a bigger hill. Well, they're still small, though. Um, but at the same time, it was great. Weather could have been better. Sketchy. Well, the, first of all, everything is general admission um, and on the lawn. So... I was like, all right, 
I don't have beach chairs, like those low chairs to the ground because camping chairs were too tall. They can't be more than like 36 inches. So yeah. luckily one of my coworkers let me borrow beach chairs because we were going to bring a blanket. But I would say 99% of people had beach chairs. Like it was not their first rodeo at Frederick Meyer Garden. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to see and we would have no, gotten wet. I think I only saw like two people on blankets. And yep, it rained a little bit before the show. And Stephen was able to get us free ponchos from like, the health center that had like a booth there like you know yeah. they're they were giving away swag one of the sponsors yeah, yeah. so we from we got a, that and then i would say towards the end of the show maybe the last 20 minutes it like poured yeah um but thankfully we had those but did we even say who we were seeing glenn hansard glenn well Hansard's, the swell season the swell season yeah which, which is, is glenn hansard and uh marquetta i can never say her last name um Glenn Hansard and Marquetta or Glova. Yeah. She lives in Iceland. He lives in Finland. In, in Finland. Um, um, and if you guys ever saw the movie Once, um, yeah. they are the two that did all the movie and starred in the movie Once. If you haven't seen the movie Once, you need to see it at least once. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic movie. See what I did there? Yeah. He won uh, a couple Grammys, won some, uh, some Oscar nominations at least. I don't know if it won Oscars, but he won several Grammys. And, uh, yeah, the Swell Season, man, I, they've not, I don't know that they've toured in the States probably in 15 years or more. So this is cool that they're touring in the States. I highly they're, recommend going to see them. Glenn Hansard is an Irish artist and that's, yep. you know, reflected in his music and he's, um, singer songwriter, kind of folky, mellow type of sound. Um, she has a very like angelic voice, very like Fantastic. crisp and like just beautiful and they sound really well together i had never seen them steven you've seen glenn a couple times as glenn not the swell season correct? yeah i've seen glenn i've, I've drove to cincinnati and chicago because he's never come to detroit area still hasn't well yeah. area but he still has never come to detroit no he's gone to grand rapids a couple times but like i said i drove to cincinnati to see him the first time in a theater that's like the fox theater in detroit and then i drove to chicago to see him in a similar theater there as well and I would love to see him at the Fox. I think that's a perfect venue for him. He is, there is no musician on the planet like him. He is amazing. He is funny. His stage presence is great. His commentary up on stage and the things he does and the way yep. he engages with the audience. Like there was a bunch of extra space on the stage and people who were on the far side and couldn't see as well. He's like, come up here, come up here and had him like sit on the stage they were sitting on the stage behind the band and on the side of the band and then yeah. when it started raining more he's like if you don't have the proper you know coverage come up here we can put people in front and they basically ended up playing in a circle of fans on the stage yeah it looked like i've never seen anything like that. it looked like an mtv's unplugged where yeah there was it people did, out it around did. Them. yeah it was very cool i i don't know uh, i've seen hundreds of artists and uh, I, I i can't think of anybody outside of maybe my dad that would have invited people up on stage to get out of the rain. Oh, I've never seen that. I have never seen an artist invite f the audience on stage while they were performing. Yeah. And it was cool. It was just so cool. He, he has, he had funny little things. He said just commentary on people he saw on the stands and a seagull overhead. He's like, Oh, is, Oh my gosh, is that an Eagle? Yep. And we were all like laughing. He's like, it's probably not an Eagle. He's like, we have seagulls where I'm from. Well, you guys probably have seagulls too. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. He just yep. seems like a regular guy, and he is so incredibly talented. Very, 
very talented. It is dynamics is is everything for his music. Yeah, vocals and the way he plays. It, it he man. He, I think he his music the way he plays his music. Um, sometimes it's like a raw nerve. Yeah, it's it's very vulnerable. Yeah, and I when we were at the show, he did um. He did some songs that were swell season, but he also turned around and did some songs that were from the frames, which Marquetta was part of the frames, and that was their first like um adventure together after the movie was her being a part of the frames, but then they formed swell season obviously uh but when they started to put he started the guitar part for when your mind's made up and i i'm sitting there i haven't seen him since 2015 and i couldn't remember the last time that i legit cried at a concert and it was the last time i saw glenn hansard in chicago i was a complete mess the entire time because it's a it's an emotional show oh it really is um he his lyrics are very very raw and vulnerable about conversations with relationships and stuff like that. Purposeful and, and relatable as yeah, well. Yeah, so relatable. But they, towards the end of the show, when they went into Falling Slowly, which is Swell Season's biggest song, it's also a frame song. And uh, I, I I couldn't even sing the song. I, I was crying the entire time. Like, I didn't full even know on that crying until we the left and you told me that. Yeah, it was full on crying the entire time. Like, it's just, there's just something about the way he plays the song, the lyrics, the emotion, the, the dynamics of the song. It's all this perfect... Perfect storm, Perfect storm of of sound. And, uh, yeah, I, I... Yeah, I... You will know you've been to a Glenn Hansard show when you see Glenn Hansard. I... I I don't know how people can have dry eyes through the entire show of seeing Glenn Hansard. I've never been able to do it. The first time I saw him, he started off with a song on him on piano by himself, and I was I was I was I was crying. I couldn't I could I was just like it was so beautiful. Like it, that's that's the only way I know how to say it. Like his music is just absolutely like vulnerable and beautiful, and it's man, it's so great. I highly recommend seeing Glenn Hansard. I'd go see him tonight if I could. I agree with all of that, and I will also say his albums are great listening to him on Apple or wherever you find your music, but he kicks it up a notch in concert, yes. and it's natural. It's not like he plays his music different. It's that you just see how much he feels it, and like he's just like jumping on the stage playing guitar, and just it the song like kicks up a notch. It doesn't take anything away from it. You can still sing along to it. That's not what I'm saying. It's just alive. Like his songs are like living organisms. And when he plays them, that life just comes out of him into his songs. Like I would recommend it, the comparison I would make is watching somebody like Eric Clapton or Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan. You, you listen to their, listen to them play a song on the album and then watch a video of them playing it live. It's yeah. a completely different experience because they, they become a channel, right. an open channel with the yep. music, and that's Glenn Hansard. He's it's, an open channel the whole time he's on stage. He feels, he listens, and and gauges the crowd, and and 
acts appropriately. It's and fantastic. It's, it's great. And it's not like when you go to a concert and you're trying, you're, they sing their biggest hit differently and you have a hard time singing along to it as a fan. And that's kind of annoying. It's like, it's great. Yeah. And he did play one song too, completely not plugged into anything and not by a mic. And yep. Steven says he does that every time. And that was interesting. Yeah. That's uh say it to me now. It, it is. Oh my gosh. Say it to me now. I've seen him now three times. He's played it every time. He never, he unplugs his acoustic guitar. He steps away from the mic and he sings it with the acoustics. And the way he sings it is, it's literally like he's yelling at you across the room to tell you with every fiber of his being how he feels in that moment. And it's so raw. And when he does that, I've never seen an artist do that. Never. Never. There's a couple of things from a Glenn Hansard show. I'm like, I've never seen an artist do. I've never, like, I told you, I was like, that was amazing. Like, I wish we could see him again. Like, I will see him again, 100%. There's a... Even if we have to travel. Yeah. No, like I said, I've traveled all the way to Chicago to see him in Cincinnati. Like, I'll do it. It's It's fun. Uh, there's a video of him on YouTube where he's playing in a pub in Ireland, I think, and Bono is there, and he gets Bono up on stage with him to sing the old triangle. It's oh, wow. it's crazy, like how infectious his love of music is. Oh, that it Bono was yeah. just like, oh yeah, I'll get up here, no problem. Like yeah. we're talking like one of the m- m- most largest, biggest rock stars of our time was like just infected by his love of yeah. music and just jumped up there with him and sang it with him. And I was like, man, that's so cool. But yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn Hanser, man, highly recommend listening to him. Marquetta's got her own stuff as well. And, yeah. and I haven't listened to all of it, but I've listened to some of it. It's really good. She, she plays piano. She's fantastic. Yeah, she sang a new song as well. That was beautiful. And it was, it yeah. was nice. It was nice too, like more of a mellow concert. Like it just, it was great. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a slow burn. Yeah. It's a slow burn. It's not going to Godsmack. It's not even going to Darius Rucker. No. It's it's a slow burn of a concert. Like they 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 suck you in. Yeah, for sure. It's good, man. I I highly recommend. I wish we could have gone. I wish we could have gone either one to Chicago the next night, or two stayed there and watched Mary Morris the next night because she was in the same venue. Which we didn't know, yeah. and it was already sold out, or we would have. Yeah, we would have stayed. Yeah. No, which that sucks. But and she's playing new stuff as well because she's working on a new album, so yeah. she's playing new stuff live. Ah, oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait for more Rare Morris. Yeah. I, I love her so much. She's another brilliant artist. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Speaking of music, do you want to head right into? We can. All we right. can if you want. Yeah. Right. Uh, we got. We have a little little bit of a lengthy list this week. I would apologize, but it's all fantastic music, so I'm not going to apologize because that would be dumb of me. Um, starting in 1993, on August 24th, Junior Brown, oh, Get Lord. With It, which we listened to this on vinyl yesterday while we were playing uh, cards. This is the one that's got Highway Patrol on it, um, Sugarfoot Rag. Man, what and a We weren't even supposed album. to be home yesterday. We no. were supposed to be at the Dream Cruise, but you weren't feeling good. So yeah. I think all we could really do was play cards, and then I got the song stylings of a uh, one Mr. Junior Brown. Man, such a he's got he's got a. Little, I bought him the album too, so it's my own fault. He's got an eleven minute track towards the end called the Get Steel Blues, and I never get tired of it ever. 
like I, when it starts i'm like oh man this is oh yeah i'm liking this already i do like, enjoy it. i know it. i'm always like oh gosh this guy but i do enjoy him yeah i mean and he just tears it up man he's he's fantastic um next up on the same date two albums of very different genres a one christina aguilera's first album with the song genie in a bottle mm-hmm. and Super appropriate to be sung by a (laughs) 15-year-old. I don't think she was 15. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure she was like at least 17 or 18 at the Mm -hmm. time. I don't know about that. All right, look it up. I will. Feel free to look it up. 1999 uh, was uh, was that year. Also on the same day, uh, P.O.D. released The Fundamental Elements of Southtown, which this album is extremely personal to me because it marks a time in which my genre of music that I was listening to changed and evolved into something that was edgier. Which album again? Uh, P.O.D.'s The Fundamental Elements of Southtown. Okay, I don't know that one. They. Uh, she was 18, by the way. She was 18? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, but this that album changed changed my life for music because I wasn't really listening to stuff that was like on the radio or listening to like... I mean, I knew who Kid Rock was. I knew who Rage Against the Machine was. But if it wasn't Rage, I didn't listen to that kind of style of music. Kid Rock, you mean the guy that drinks all the Bud Lights, right? Yeah, the guy who drinks Bud okay, Light. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to make Okay. Yeah, that guy who's yeah. been drinking Bud Light at the Tigers game the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah cool. that guy. I just wasn't sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, I knew the Limp Biscuits and stuff like yeah. that. But P.O.D. was the was the band that came out with the album that didn't have a parental advisory sticker on it and they were still just as heavy and hard as Limp Biscuit and yeah. Rage and I it was it was cool just no cussing no no cursing they did, they didn't do that and and that's fine I I don't now I don't have anything against it and even then I didn't cuz I was listening to Rage Against the Machine as I said but this album like changed a lot of things for me as far as like the style of music I really enjoyed and that album is definitely the one I enjoy a lot um nice. Next up, next up is a band that had, well, they technically have four albums, but three albums that I consider to be them, but they had three different lead singers, one of which is their third album, Further Seems Forever, Hide Nothing. This album, unfortunately, the lead singer, he committed suicide, and this was years after the album came out. If you listen to the lyrics on this album, it's very similar to listening to Linkin Park and hearing Chester talk about his pain it's very similar in that and it's it it's it's interesting because band members have talked about how they like they still can't believe they didn't see it even though he was saying it like so point blank um so very good album i always say the best place to hide is in plain sight because you just don't you don't process everything yeah um and and that album is i mean it's alternative rock it's fantastic it's good stuff i like it a lot it's not a a, it's it's not a downer type of album. It's actually a very almost uplifting type of album, mm-hmm. but um, but very good. Uh, we have been mentioning Metallica a lot recently, and we have another Metallica this week with "And Justice for All." Excellent. Which nineteen eighty eight, man? I I I just I can't just believe it that they have been around that yeah. long. Yeah, and like that their style has evolved in like a good way, not like. We were just talking the other day about what why I said I really like Godsmack because they still sound like Godsmack and that type of music isn't around anymore and usually artists will evolve in such a way to where 
you don't like the evolution. Yeah. But we talked about Dirk Bentley, and I think his evolution is fantastic. And yes. Metallica, like, they didn't even want to make the Black Album. They didn't want to do all that different sound and everything. And they've evolved in a great way. And they can tour and play from all their albums. Yep. Because the fans of Metallica were always fans of Metallica because they actually liked their evolution. So I forget, yeah, 1988, they had an album. Yep, yeah. And uh, and justice for all, man. I mean, it's it's full on like heavy metal. Yeah. And it's good stuff. It's like thrash metal. I love Crazy. it. Crazy. Um, and speaking of Godsmack, in 1988, uh, August 25th, they released their first album. What an album! Uh, what a time! I mean, we what just a time saw indeed. we just saw them, but like that song, whatever, is so man. Awake is a great album. It stands the test of time. That song, whatever, is literally the lyrics in that album are applicable almost every day God's of your life. Godsmack just stands the test of time. Period for me, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I love their stuff, man. Their stuff's great. But yeah, that album, I remember. And when uh, you see a band live and you have such a great experience and their stage presence is so great, it just heightens on your love of their music. Yeah, Glenn Hanser just recently for me, um, Godsmack. Every time I've seen them. Yeah, Darius Rucker, like yeah, yeah. Their stage presence changes the way you feel about the music. If if it's a good stage presence, you like it. Uh, if, yeah. If it's a horrible stage presence, you it, never want to hear it, it again. It. Yeah, like stained. Yeah, it's exactly. Which hilarious that they're now touring with Disturbed, another yeah. band I would love to see again, but I won't because no. of stained. Yeah. I won't do it. I won't even won't even look at ticket prices. It's called I don't care. what the Save Your Life Tour. Yeah. And I said I will save my life by not going to see this stupid tour yeah ricky sent that to us and was yeah. la- uh, with a laughing emoticon or whatever and i was like nah not doing it um speaking of albums that are speaking, speaking of artists that were different also on the same day as godsmack lauren hill the miseducation of lauren hill released her first mm-hmm. album with yeah. the uh the doo-wop yeah. oh man what a that great thing. song that was i love yeah. that song the album was really good but that song the music video everything about it was so yeah. cool lauren hill was just so cool yeah so i don't know why she never made a follow-up album I think that's unfortunate because her her first album was really good. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay released their second album in two thousand two, uh, a rush of ah, a rush of blood to the head. Yeah. Which had the scientists or not scientists? It had uh, cl- was that clocks? Clocks, I think. Yeah, scientists is probably one of my favorite Coldplay songs. But yeah, yeah, yeah they man, like they were a band that they were a band that changed music and it's crazy to hear them now because they don't sound anything like they did because their style of music that they did doesn't exist anymore. But that doesn't mean that they can't still do it. That's the thing about Godsmack. That style of music doesn't really exist anymore, but they're still doing it. Yes. Uh, and The Scientist is on this album as okay, well. Okay, it is. Uh, All right. But yeah, uh, In My Place, The Scientist, Clocks, Green Eyes. Man, what a great... Yeah. It's a great album, front to back. I love it. Uh, we have... An album we've been listening to this weekend from 1991, Pearl Jam 10. You guys, I have never in my life listened to Pearl Jam. I have never gone out of my way and listened to them. I have heard snippets on the radio or if the radio was playing it, but never in my 41 years of life, or I guess that album came out 10 years ago or 90 something. Uh, 32 years ago. Never in my 32 years of life did I ever listen to pearl jam on purpose and i played 10 on thursday and i was like wow it's just like i go back to like the kardashians like i've never watched them but i know too much about those broads 
and <laughs> Pearl Jam, I'm like, I know every song. How do I know every song on this album for to be someone who's never listened to it? And you made an interesting comment, not to steal your comment, but you were like, I was, I never was into Pearl Jam back in the day, but I'm kind of enjoying it now that you're playing it. And I think it's the nostalgia for that type of music that doesn't exist anymore. It's 100% is. Yeah. I would rather have, I would rather have Pearl Jam than 95% of the music that's out there yes, right now. Because now you either have to fit in somehow, whether you're sticking out or not, you have to fit into the box of pop or country. And that is like all we have. Yes. It's so weird. It is. It's crazy. But I enjoy that album. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good album. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age in 2002 released Songs for the Deaf. I didn't listen to that one because I got that one late in the game this week. Yeah, that was late in the game. I listened to it on, um, I guess it was Wednesday. I listened to it Wednesday or Thursday. I, fantastic album. Dave Garol plays drums on this album. He, Dave, Dave Garol is, is amazing. I, I I'm one of those people that I'm a huge fan of Dave Garol. I, yeah, I think, he's an extremely I, talented dude. I think I think and what, he seems very kind. I think whatever he touches, it, it turns turns to gold. I think he's just fantastic. Ooh, at I would everything like him to does. come over and touch some stuff around here. <laughs> I think whatever he does is fantastic mu- musically. I, I I don't think he's ever made bad music with any bands, be it be Foo Fighters or Queens of the Stone Age or Nirvana. Or yeah. I, I think, always forget. I think I, think I know he did it's stuff, stupid, but I always forget he's in Nirvana. I think he did uh, Chicken Foot with Sammy Hagar. I'm pretty sure he was a drummer for that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I could be totally wrong with that. I need to look that up. But it's just he he doesn't mess up. He doesn't mess up with yeah. anything he makes. It's so his stuff is so good. Uh, looking at the super group, the super group of Chicken Foot is no, that's Chad Smith from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, uh, okay. my bad. Another so, good drummer. Another good drummer. Any another guy that doesn't make bad stuff yeah. either, uh, and he looks like Will Ferrell, which that reminds me of the uh, the thing they did on uh, Conan, uh, not Conan. It was on uh, the Tonight Show where they did a drum off yeah. between Will Ferrell and Chad Smith. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, What's next? Let's see. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars released their first album, which has uh, Tack on it and uh, didn't have The Kill. The Kill came on the second album, but that's and that's the album that really blew them up. But if you like 30 Seconds to Mars and you've not listened to their first album, go back. It's a great album. It Once again, stuff that doesn't, style of music that doesn't exist anymore. Their music doesn't sound like yeah. this anymore. It's it's pretty good. Um, in the in the 2001 era, we had two albums that came out on the same day that were very, very different from one another. One was in this pop-punk fallout from ska music, Reliant K, the, atatom, the anatomy of tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Which, if you love, if you love pop-punk music and you like anything that's uh, related to ska but without horns, like, which that's what makes ska, that's the differentiation between ska and punk is having horns. Uh, if you like that style of music and you just like happy music, Reliant K is your band. They everything they make is just happy, uplifting, good stuff. Yeah, uh, they're fantastic. But the Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek that was their second album, twenty two years old, which is crazy. And on the same day, Slipknot released Iowa. Very different. Very different. And I became a Slipknot fan during the pandemic. I don't know why I didn't really listen to them prior, but. I didn't Man. know that. I thought you always listened to them. I listened to their singles that were on the radio, oh, okay. but not deep cuts. But my gosh. I, yeah, I enjoy, are, you got me to enjoy them. They are a band that just changed. They changed music, man. They're great for when lifting weights when you When you put six to eight guys on stage or musicians on stage 
and they're all playing different instruments, and you've got a guy that literally his job is a baseball bat with a keg, like a couple of kegs, and that's what he's hitting and for percussion, and you have – they just they have so much going on in their music and yes it's very heavy and yes they wear masks and it looks kind of weird but like i mean come on we grew up with kiss kiss wore face paint and spit blood all over the stage yeah there's really not much difference between the two it's kind of just a a, a, an evolved state and they change their masks all the time and that can be scary i get it people get scared by clown masks and weird stuff like that but if you get past that and you get into the music yeah it is so technical it's so advanced and they changed. They started changing the music. They yeah. changed the genre of what new metal was and how heavy it could be and how technical it could be. And and I I, I appreciate them the more I get older. Uh, the last two I got is a band that I have a tattoo of. They released their al- last album. They're called The Chariot One Wing. I highly recommend this album. Uh, there is a song on there. If if you, it's not traditional hardcore like uh, Slipknot. It's not anything like that. But there is an album in which, or there's a song in which uh, Josh Scogan, the lead singer, it's just him and a piano. One of the most awesome things I've ever heard. The dude's fantastic. Uh, so I highly recommend that, One Wing. And then my last album from 1973, celebrating its 50th year anniversary, the 13th album, album of a one Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. Excellent. Excellent song. Which I can't recommend Marvin Gaye enough. I mean, that dude was, that dude had more talent. That dude had more talent in his pinky finger than ninety percent of artists have today on the radio. Believe that, yeah. Yep. So one of the greats. Cool. Cool. Like I said, long, long amount of albums, but all very good stuff. All very different genres. Good variety, yeah. Yeah. Good variety. So, so we'll keep it kicking with entertainment. So we um, have been thinking about like TV and stuff a lot lately, obviously with the strike and that's still going on. I mean, it it is what it is. Don't have too much new um, updates. We did see a speech by Brian Cranston at the, so, I mean, these, they're, they're fired up. They're going, they're in for the long And who was with him there? Christian Slater. I I swear that was Christian Slater. And I know it was Brendan Fraser in the background. So, but we were thinking just TV, like, We've got, we were thinking about TV as kids. We'll talk about it a little bit. And we were thinking, you know, come September, who knows what's going to come out. Many of your shows that you watch that you're into in seasons, you know, in multiple seasons on ABC, NBC, they might not be coming out. So we've been watching a lot of short shows lately. And we are going to give you some of our picks for you to watch in the next couple months if your shows don't come back on to give you something to watch. But it got me thinking about like, TV as kids and what and how different it was then and like just the way you watch TV as a kid and the kind of shows that were targeted for kids like I guess there was like the Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon and stuff but it was so different than it is now like you we, had to, you we had, had to, and we you had to have cable you had to pay for the Disney Channel yeah and it you wasn't had, free and you had to have like cable to have all that so what did you get as like a kid you got basically like your Saturday mornings yeah. The rest of the shows and stuff that were on, other than like Sesame Street on PBS, which was legit. Yeah, and were, Reading Rainbow. Yeah, were like you and um, Today's Special. Do you remember Today's Special? No, I don't. Oh my God, there was like the mannequin guy that would come alive in the store, like the toy store. And Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And but other Bill, than that, and Bill Nye. <laughs> you weren't watching a lot of like stuff like that. Like there were some shows that kind of like, I was super into like Charles in Charge. No, that my, was like my jam. Oh my Scott gosh. Scott Bayo. Oh my God, it was buddy but anyway <laughs> wow like saturday morning was like the thing like your saturday morning's cartoon your Wee herman's playhouse 
Yeah. Like what cartoons? I remember watching Pee Wee Herman. I remember watching Mighty Mouse. What yep. do you um, remember I, watching like Saturday morning? I, I would I would go to my grandma's house on a Friday night because my parents would go out for a date or whatever, and I would be there staying the night, and then I would get up. My grandpa would wake me up in the morning on Saturday because I told him I wanted to watch cartoons, and cartoons started at 5.30 in the morning. So, yeah, as a kid, six years old, five years old, yeah. I'm wanting to get up at 5.30 in the morning because I don't have cable at my yeah. house. I want to watch cartoons, and he'd set me in the den in front of the TV, and it would start with Voltron at 5.30, then Transformers, then yeah. G.I. Joe, then X-Men, then Tom and Jerry, then the Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny cartoons, yeah. and then sometimes after that you might get the Animaniacs or something like that. Um, My brother loved Animaniacs. Yeah, like you could get something like that sometimes. Sometimes I'd have to change the channel and get over to Nickelodeon to watch some other stuff. Uh, maybe see a rerun of like Double Dare or something like yeah. that. But like that was the only time I could really watch TV as a kid because my parents didn't have cable. They couldn't afford it. Well, even just not so much cable. Like there was a lot of stuff on NBC. Like as we got into like teenagers, like I remember watching all that, like Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, Hang Time, City Guys. Do you guys remember all of these shows? Because, oh my gosh. Like we had, uh, you know, at at the time, I guess, I don't know, we didn't have anything but satellite until i was probably eight or nine years you old. would have had those shows though they were on nbc on satellite we probably got two channels wow like it, it was awful so i <clears throat> we watched movies a lot when yeah. i was a kid now when we got cable and i was you know eight or nine years old it turned into i guess i would have been 10 because it would have been 1990 it turned into star trek the next generation mm -hmm. And then eventually Deep Space Nine. And you guys Voyager, did a lot of sci-fi. Uh, Quantum Leap. Um, I can remember in my high school years, my dad and I would watch Babylon 5 together. You so, love any sci-fi show that involves any sort of invading or any it. sort of planet or love any it. like... Like Paramount Plus is big for you right now because they had Discovery and Picard and Strange New World, which are yep. all Star Trek shows. Love it. Which I need to watch the new season of Strange New Worlds. I, I love all of it. I, I am fascinated with the concept that Gene Roddenberry did with Star Trek and this concept of there are other species out there, there are other planets out there with other people, and at the end of the day, it's still all about relationships. Yeah. It's still all about how can you talk to people. Yeah. It's all about technology and how you can share that with Different people. cultures and species and people living together in harmony and working together, and like that's yeah. so cool. That That's the one thing I do love about sci-fi stuff is – that it is just the togetherness of it. Yep. And you can have different species. You can have different stuff. Like It's even like what I liked about that, um, oh, shoot, the Disney movie that we watched where the little bunny was a cop and like... Zootopia. Zootopia, yeah. All the animals like coming, you know, just... Yep, they got to come together. Yeah. Now All, all the stuff <clears throat> you don't see in reality. Now, my when I was in the womb, my mother was pregnant with oh, me. What did you enjoy watching in the womb? My parents watched Star Trek, the original series. Mm -hmm. And my dad uh, told my mom that, because uh, she was like, oof, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's coming. And he was like, not during Star Trek. Please, please, let's get through Star Trek. Wow. And then we can go to the hospital. Hold your legs together. I got to see it. the credits of what's going on Just here. hold it. We we, we can watch. Oh, my let gosh. Us, You've never just, told me that. That's funny. It's hilarious. And my mom tells it, and she laughs about it because she wanted to see Star Trek, too. 
but like at the same time, like there there was no reruns back then. Yeah. If you missed it, you missed it. You weren't going to get a YouTube clip even or like yeah. anything. Which granted, it, in 1980, it would have been a rerun of Star Trek, but they didn't have any way to record it back yeah. then because they didn't have a VCR or anything to we record it. We so. have everything so at our fingertips now. Way it's it's turned very detrimental, I think, for society having everything at our fingertips, having immediate gratification on everything. Like there is just we are very impatient people, very oblivious to everything out there because everything is just right there. P- the I will say this, and I'm going to sound like an old timer when I say this, but this younger generation does not understand delayed gratification. No, they do not. They don't get it at all. That is, that's going to be, as you said, detrimental on our yeah, society it's very, it's not very understanding crazy. that you can't have everything right now like the only way i could see the x-men cartoon was if i was able to go to my grandparents house and wake up early enough in the morning to watch it and now was what ne- it's on max or netflix or the x-men is now on uh disney plus it's on i could go watch them, it all. i know yeah i could go watch it there's like four seasons of it and i would it's on my list it's something i would like to watch because I, I guarantee watch. i haven't seen two-thirds of it i want to watch the rescue Ra- the original rescue rangers on disney that's another one that was on there yeah. uh yeah uh Ch- chip and dale the rescue rangers Do you remember darkwing duck yeah oh yeah oh absolutely darkwing duck was great uh yeah because you know marvin the martian and all that yeah. kind of stuff man what a great time what a great yeah. time those and, and those those aren't on anymore either no they're not which i have on when i catch a little snippet of like children's programming now i'm like oh my god i have on blu-ray i have the volume one of i don't know how many i don't know how many episodes it is but it's tom and jerry it's a whole bunch of the original stuff and that stuff man i that stuff's long gone i grew up those two beat turned out just fine beat the crap out of each other and i to this day i don't think I've ever beat the crap out of anybody. Yeah, so I think I, I, I feel I, like that's valid. Yeah. So you know, I mean, last time I checked, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I know I did accidentally punch you last night in my sleep, and I, I couldn't, think you pushed me. More I pushed than you. Punched me. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but I couldn't even like wake up to like yeah. tell myself to say anything because I was still, I was boom, I was back in my dream or whatever. It was yeah. Very strange. I think it was like somebody was like pushing me in my dream and i pushed him back you and my dad are the two people that have the most vivid dreams especially my dad my dad (laughs) has the most vivid dreams of anyone that you could ever encounter oh just and then like you if if you folks know her dad just ask him how biff's doing oh my gosh you'll get one of the most hilarious stories you've ever heard in your life yeah he's funny with it's fantastic just be like hey have you talked to biff lately hilarious (laughs) anyway yeah so what do we recommend for folks for this coming season where they're not going to have their shows? Uh, the first first one right off the bat is a show that honestly, we I'm I'm glad we finished. At first, we didn't think we were going to finish. It wasn't we; it was you. I was finishing it. You're the one that after it's an eight episode miniseries, and after like five episodes, he's like, I don't know if I want to finish it. And and then it turned on me. It was great. It, it, episode five, they flipped the switch, and it was great. And that's Class of 09. Yep. It streams on Hulu. It's yep. just one season, just eight episodes. I think they're about 45-minute episodes. Yep. Um, And it's excellent. It's It follows the – it's set in three time periods, so it's not linear, but it follows a class of FBI agents who graduate in 09 
follows them in 09. It follows them in the fu- in the present and then in the future. Yeah. And you can see how just criminal investigation, FBI tactics, their lives, how things change, how how things grow, how things get bad, how things get good. Like yeah. it's very cool. It's got a it's got a sci-fi um I think it has a little bit of a sci-fi element to it. For sure, yeah. Yeah. But it has Brooke Smith, Brian J. Smith, Kate Mira, and Brian Tree Henry. And I can't Brian say this. Tyree Henry, Tyree. I would say. Dang I don't it. know why you always I say I always say tree. tree. I've, I don't know. My 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 eyes skip over the why. But yeah. Uh, Great yeah. cast. Very, very unique concept, which I really liked about it. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. Do you have it up on your phone? Yeah. Can you pronounce the girl's name who plays Hour? I would say Sapita Moafi. Yeah, she's great. She also is in, um, I've only ever seen her in this and Blackbird, which we suggested before with Taron Edgington. And it was, um, oh, his last role. Um, What's his name from Goodfellas? Ray Liotta's last role. Yeah. So the first time I ever saw her was in Blackbird. And then I saw her in Class of 09. She's a fantastic actress. I hope to see her in more things. Yep. Um, But I think the show was great. It was also, I think it was an FX. I don't know if it was on FX and streamed on Hulu, if it was like an FX-Hulu partnership. Something she might like be able to watch it on both, but I know it's on Hulu. That's where we, we watched it. It was very good. I think they also did a really good job of aging them because it was like, what, 2009, 2023, and then like 2035 or something? Something like that, yeah. And it was super subtle the way they, they did it, but it was really well done. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed... Because they had to age them back, and they had to age them forward from where they are right now. Yeah, they did a they did a very good job. Um, yeah. And, and this, man, the acting is, is, is fantastic. Very good. I think the characters are very um, layered and complicated. Yeah. And, you know, they all... It's interesting because it's like you are all coming from a place of good intention, but things just spiral. Yep. And they take on a life of their own. And so... What's that? Uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Exactly. Yep. Good good show, though. Yes. I liked it a lot. What what do we got next? What's so the last show I wanted to watch because it's based off a book I read by Laura Dave, and it's called The Last Thing He Told Me, which is an excellent book. She's got a few books that I've, I've read that are really good. Um, but this was The Last Thing He Told Me, and it stars Jennifer Garner and... Nicolaj Custer Waldo. What is he from? Is he Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones Jamie. guy. He's Jamie in Game of Thrones. Um, excellent. I think it was really well done. And Aisha Tyler as well. Yes, and I'm a very big critic of my books turning into shows or movies. Yeah. Um, because they always change something. And this, if you've read this book, you will see this book on screen. Did they change the ending? No. Okay. Cool. It was all everything was the same, and I think Jennifer Garner did a really good job the girl who played the daughter and Guri rice really yeah. great job um i really liked it this one's on apple and it is also a mini series and it's only seven episodes because it's the full book yeah and one of the guys who was in the last season of picard uh todd uh stashwick he shows up in it as well oh, I, yeah. I i like when he shows up and stuff i'm starting to see him in more things now yeah um he's a he's a fantastic actor i like him a lot um but yeah, this show, I forgot how much we I enjoyed. We watched it in one day. Yeah, I forgot how much I enjoyed Jennifer Garner. I loved Alias. Yeah. Alias was such a good show. And 
man, she's just underrated. Yeah. I, I don't. She does not get the credit she deserves of being a, well, an amazing actress that can star and carry a show. I don't think she's so much underrated as that she keeps herself normal. Yeah. I think that, you know, we saw her in that Peppermint movie where she was like a bad butt kicking like mom i don't know what i'm allowed to say you always give me a look um (laughs) and then you know she's in like kids movies where she's like a mom for that movie like the best day ever or something i don't know it's some kids movie i didn't really watch it but anyway so i think she has really great range but i think that she keeps herself out of the spotlight so you might consider her underrated but i think it's just she's like leading a normal life and choosing her roles carefully and is a really good talented actress. Yeah, and she looks like a normal like a normal woman. Yeah. Like granted in Alias she dressed up for different parts and stuff going undercover yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but like this she looks like a normal person. Oh yeah, Jennifer Garner is super cute, super normal looking. She looks like you could meet her at drop off in the morning for your kids just taking her <laughs> to school. Yeah. Um so there's a couple shows on here. Steven likes to tell me that I watch TV more than him because I put on shows when I work from home remotely. And there's like three or two or three shows on our list here, three of them that I only watch. And so that was kind of funny for me. But the one show on Netflix, there's two seasons out now and there will be a third season, The Lincoln Lawyer. All right. So Steven never a lot watched it, but The Lincoln Lawyer is fantastic. The writing, the casting, and the funny thing is... I did not, I mean, Matthew McConaughey plays the role in the movie, blonde, you know, white, and the guy in here is Mexican-American. And so I was like, that's interesting to cast like that, diverse casting. And then I looked into it, and I've never read the Lincoln Lawyer books, but the character is Mexican-American. So I'm like, this makes way more sense. This casting makes way more sense to me than Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And I love this show. I think it's great. He's incredibly charming. He's so great. Nev Campbell is in it. Becky Newton is in it. Um, Angus Sampson. It's, it is really, really good. It's a very good show. The storylines are overarching for the season, but there are other things that happen in the middle that open and close throughout the season while you have like that overarching, which I really like. Okay. And it, it like Netflix originally the first season was 10 episodes the second season as well but that Netflix is doing that new thing now where they're pausing so it was like five episodes and then a few months later the other five come out so but it's fantastic if you like clever writing and good acting and staying engaged and cool scenery that takes place in LA like it's really cool yeah I I enjoyed the movie I didn't know anything about the books I had no idea I own the movie I think Matthew McConaughey kills it in that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of his. It's funny that he's the the wrong uh, person to play yeah, the role I as mean, far I as guess the book goes. He could have been. But, I don't know if he was Mexican American in the movie, but I just don't really buy that. No, for I, I, I don't. I don't remember him yeah. being Mexican American. Um, I do remember in the movie though. They it, it was interesting. They did part of the story in the movie was this biker gang that he was friends with that were kind of like his his uh rough up people to get information if if he's being uh bothered or whatever and i always thought that was like a cool concept of like these rough uh rough biker guys that he helps out their leader or something with a court case that he's wrongfully accused of and then they become like his almost like his bodyguards i thought that was cool is that something that exists so in the show so there is or a no? biker gang thing in the show um there's a guy who 
was in the biker gang and like got out and is like a detective for the Lincoln lawyer. Um, but he also, uh, the Lincoln lawyer does stuff for the biker group because that was part of his deal to get this guy out. Okay. He would like do stuff for them. So it is there in the background. Okay. They are not what I would call good guys doing things to help him, but he does have his <laughs> like main a... detective guy yeah. who is like the, I'll send you out there if I need something done. They weren't exactly good guys yeah. in the movie, but okay. they were, they were fun to watch. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's a really good show. I know you never watched it. You saw a little snippet here or there with me, but yeah. Next up in the list is Jeremy Allen White, the bear. We talked about season one of The Bear and how much we liked it. And I didn't know that we could like it more, yeah. but we do. Because oh season gosh. two was absolutely just epic. It's just epic. I don't even know how else to I, say. They kick it up to a notch that is amazing. And then they throw in episode. There's... 10 episodes in the second season, they throw in episode six. It's called Fishes, and it's a Christmas flashback episode. And it is, I felt like I needed an anti-anxiety pill after I watched that episode. So for those of you that don't know what the bear is, he's a chef. Yes. In Chicago. And his brother died and left him his restaurant. Yeah. So the first which se- is like a failing sandwich shop. Yeah, and the first season is a lot of that. In the the episodes are not necessarily a strict 30-minute episode. Normally that bugs me with shows. It bugged me with Ted Lasso in the last season having five episodes be over an hour and then a couple episodes be 35 minutes it, like that bugs me. With this show, absolutely nothing bothered me at all about this show. I loved everything about it. His brother, who uh, killed himself, is played by John Barenthal. I don't think that man can do a single thing wrong in Hollywood when he acts. I it, he Literally, when he's on screen, he steals every second he's on screen. Except for when Jamie Lee Curtis shows up as their mom in the flashback yeah. episode. I don't know if she's going to get an Emmy for an episode. For like but, a guest star role. But she should get it, because my God. It is yeah. insane. The dialogue, the filming. Like, I've never thought that make cooking food could actually look gross sometimes. They made it look gross sometimes. Like, it's also such a good show, man. It's very fast paced. The characters are very multifaceted, very real. It yep. has a very real, real feel to it. Oliver Platt is in it. Yep. It's a fantastic show. It is on Hulu. Also in FX. So Hulu and FX must have some kind of like partnership. Thing. Yeah, they do. They're, well, it's Fox. It's owned by Disney. Oh, okay. That's right. So, um, so that but the sense. first season aired on, on FX. The second season, I don't know if it aired on FX or if it went straight to Hulu. I don't remember. I was talking to my buddy Todd about it, but he watched the first season on like DVR it and mm-hmm. watched it on TV. It's fantastic. <clears throat> it is so good. Jeremy Allen White is phenomenal like yes he deserves every award that he's winning everything they're nominated for the entire supporting cast there is not we talk about wasted episodes wasted dialogue on shows not a second of it here and it's so fast paced and it's so sometimes these episodes are just stressing me out but like in a good way like yep I don't know. You want to talk about a unique concept, too? This is different. Yeah, and if you guys pay attention to the progressive commercials, the guy who's uh, the one progressive commercial where he's like, oh, do these, do these, do we need, do we really need two of the same shirt? 
oh, I'm going to get it anyways. That guy, the guy that's like, ooh, all these are compact parking. Like that yeah. taller guy, he makes a cameo in this show. He shows up in about seven of the episodes. His name is Chris uh, Witask. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. But Especially play- in this last season, yeah. he was really good. He wasn't in it much, but he was impactful. Um, I, I think we need to mention uh, Eben Moss Bachrek. Yes. Fantastic. Yes fantastic actor yes and we also just saw him in andor he was in andor he was in andor he was in the first season of the punisher with john barenthal again like he man his character gets so much growth in season two like i i I was i was happy that the characters all made growth in season two yeah they moved them forward i agree they didn't keep them stuck in a rut in their same nonsense they they grew. Yeah. All of them did. And I thought yep. that was great. The girl who plays Sydney is absolutely her, her and Carmen, which a uh, Carmi, the main character, uh, Jeremy Allen White. And then AO, I can't say her name. Uh, I'm horrible with these names that are not, uh, uh I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyways, Sydney and Carmi, their chemistry, at a berry. their chemistry on screen is fantastic brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant those two were made to act together yeah 100 percent. and they're not like a couple or anything spoiler no. alert they're not a couple but they work together and they're yeah. in a stressful environment but they're also creative and it man it's so good so good so um yeah do you got more um, do you want more do you want to talk about what we're currently in the yeah. middle of that let's, we don't have let's hold off finished. on some of these other ones and we can do them um next okay. week because these people got a lot to watch but let's say what are we watching now we are three episodes away from the end of lost hallelujah <laughs> i am so uh, so i don't know if we're even going to talk about it because steven doesn't want to spoiler it for anyone it's been mm-hmm. over for a hundred years i think at this point if you haven't watched Lost, you're probably not going to. We're gonna I we're s- gonna talk about that amongst our uh, between the two of us off air. Obviously, we'll talk about whether or not we're gonna talk about it. But because I I can't talk about it without being able to say stuff. I am because I don't like it or not like it. I don't like it and also like it and don't like it. I I'm like I'm ready for us to be done. I am so ready to be done. But I'm also ready to turn around and put it on in the background while I'm working and start it all over again. You can totally do that. I'm I, ready to be done. God, I love Lost. I am ready so, to be done. So there's that, and we have the last season of Shit's Creek to watch. Yes. And it has taken you guys. Shit's Creek, if you guys have seen it, is phenomenal. And it has taken Stephen like three years to watch. <laughs> I watched it as soon as the pandemic hit in our apartment when I was working remotely, I would put it on and I, I loved it. I went through it, breezed through it. And I was so excited when him and I were going to start watching it. I had no idea it would take us three years to watch 60 half hour, 22 minute episodes. Hey, if we're being honest, it takes less time for us to watch it than it did for it to air. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just oh, saying. Lordy. Still less time. All right, so those are two shows that we're in the middle of watching together. And then what are we currently watching on our own? You, uh, Well, I am watching a show called Invasion that's on Apple. It's a very slow burn. Um, I'm only four episodes in. And I, man, it, it's, I started watching it because I saw the trailer and it had Sam Neill in it. Ah. from Jurassic Park. And I was yeah. like, man, I haven't seen him in a TV show before, I don't think. This will be pretty cool. And spoiler alert, like, 
He's only in one episode. Mm. I haven't seen him come back. I'm like, what the hell? Well, he might come back. You he might know. come back, maybe, but it, I, I don't. I don't know. So I like this show. Very slow burn. Not a typical like alien invasion type of show. But there's definitely, I don't know, four episodes in. They're following like five different fa- five different people. And they're in different countries, and when they go to Japan, they're, it's all in subtitles. It's all in Japanese, which I appreciate a lot. Yeah. That reminds me of my uh, uh, Tokyo Tokyo Vice show that I watch. In the first season of Jack Ryan, which I wish they would have done in the other three seasons. I don't know why they didn't. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, I like this show. I'm going to finish it, uh, but season two is coming within the next week or two. So, oh, cool. so it's going to take me a little bit longer to finish it, but it's only ten episodes a season. But they also, being that it's Apple, they don't release it all at once. They release it once a week, so I'm not in a hurry. But I'm liking it so far. So for me, um, as everyone knows, I've got like my treadmill shows and my other shows. So on my treadmill... Everybody knows this? I don't know. But when I'm on my treadmill, I watch like NCIS, NCIS Hawaii, FBI, FBI International, 911, and 911 Lone Star are shows that I can watch because they're fast-paced. Now, my concern is coming in September, are those shows going to come back? And I only have 20 minutes left in NCIS uh, Hawaii, and then I'm caught up with all of those shows. I have a question for everybody, because I'm going to interrupt her here, because she just said something that blows my mind. She said she had 20 minutes left in an episode to watch. Do you, folks at home, wherever you are in your car right now, do you watch a show in which you go, like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, 10 minutes, and then I'm going to turn it off, and I'll come back and finish. I'll I'll watch five more minutes later. It depends on how it works out with my runs. If I stop and there's 20 minutes left of an episode, I pause it. Sometimes I watch it the next day. Sometimes I watch it in a week. I don't even I don't even understand that concept. Yeah, I makes I, no sense to me. So I've got it. Once I finish that, I'm like, what am I going to watch on the treadmill? Now, Kelly has been recommending the rookie to me many times. Steven didn't want me to watch it because it has Nathan Fillion and we're going to watch it together. But I need a show that's got some oomph to it. So I think I'm going to start that Monday. Well, we're watching Castle. Yeah, and we're almost done with season six. And I told her when we we're done with Castle, I don't want to turn around and watch another yeah. Nathan Fillion show because I like Nathan Fillion, yeah. but I'm going to need a break. Now, this doesn't answer the question of what I'm currently just watching. I started watching Manifest because apparently I can't get enough of plane commotion, sci-fi, what's happening to passengers on a plane, (laughs) apparently, as I'm watching both Lost and Manifest. So I started watching Manifest, um, and I'm only a few episodes in, but I think so far, very intriguing, and I know it ends after four seasons at I know it was on, I think, ABC or NBC. They got rid of it at, like, season three, but it hadn't ended yet. Netflix picked it up for its, like, final season. And my mom and your mom also watch it, and my mom says it does end, like, and it's good. So we'll see how I go with that. So, yeah, that's where we're at with the boob tube, as they call it. Wow. I don't (laughs) know that people call it that anymore because it's really on your phones and stuff. It's not really a tube anymore. It's not a boob either. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr, if we can just say .com. Please reach out to us. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know if you've watched any of our st- our stuff that we're recommending. If we can say 918. Sorry, it's email.com. If we can just say, not if we can say. Yeah, if we can just say. Well, that's a jumbo. Good luck. Somebody wow. try to email us. See what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know if you're watching any of these shows. If you have a show to recommend for us, I would love love to hear it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Recommend some shows. Um, you know, I, I know that I get recommendations from uh, from people sometimes. And I'm like, all right, I'll throw it in the list. And, uh, you know, the 
dependent upon if it's a you show or a us show, yeah. then, you know, yeah. it happens. But, but yeah. we've got more shows to talk about, too, in a future episode. we got some good ones, so. Yeah, a few Not more ready. things. Because um, we did watch we did watch the last Marvel show. We'll talk about yeah. that and spoil that when we do. So yeah. we wanted to hold off on that and give people a little bit more time. All so, right. I believe that's all we can say this week, folks. Bye, y'all.